Gifting is hard. This isn't news. But what might be news is that you can now send beer, wine, and spirits right to your friends and family with Drizzly, the go-to app for alcohol delivery. Save time shopping, save money comparing prices across stores, and spend more time sipping with your gifties. Now that's good news. Download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com and get your favorite drinks delivered today. Must be 21 plus. Not available in all locations. Hello and welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here and on the podcast this week we've got uh, Rob Fletcher. Evening all. We've got uh, Stu Hall. Alright. We're going to get over that now aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Get yeah. over the Stu Hall name. Yeah we'll do it properly. Uh, we've got Graham Lodge back with us Good this evening. week. And I guess with us this week uh, online BBC sports journalist Jay Freeman. Hey Dave. Welcome Jay. Thank you. The only person who shares random Simpsons quotes with me on Twitter. <laughs> so maybe we should try and lace... The podcast oh, I'll with, get thinking. I'll get thinking. Get, just like, do like an Easter egg thing for the for people to find, look out for. Maybe, maybe something that only you and I can yeah, uh, spot. Yeah. Yeah. Listen back. <laughs> <laughs> right on the podcast this week, there's a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about the latest transfers, uh, the Blackburn game, Fulham game, and we'll preview the game of the weekend against Blackpool. But firstly, as everybody is aware, on Tuesday we saw the sad passing of former chairman and owner uh, Sir Jack Hayward, 91 years of age who passed away in America. Um, it was quite a shock to the system, really. It was about a couple of hours before kick-off against Fulham in the FA Cup on Tuesday evening. Obviously, no one really saw it coming, and fair credit to Wolves for putting out a lot of content um, about it right before kick-off, because it must have really thrown the budget into What can we really say about a man who is such a legend Well, at uh, Wolves? When I first started going to mine, in 1990, it was... Shortly after Sir Jack had bought the club, and disregarding the last seven years, realistically, he's the owner that I've spent most of my time watching Wolves with. Um, I think in an era that's quite easily dominated by foreign owners and billionaires and millionaires and people with so much money to throw at a team, just look at the likes of Man City and Chelsea, it's very rare that you find someone in charge of a football club that could be as loyal and as passionate as Sir Jack was with Wolves. Mm. I don't think you'll see very many of them in years to come. I'm, I'm glad on a personal note as well that he, he got to um, experience that day at Cardiff. Mm. Um, it's a shame with what happened after that because it, he was only able to enjoy it for a short amount of time. Mm. But I'm glad that we were able to actually achieve what he had wanted from when he when he first came into Wolverhampton Wanderers and we were able to do it in such style. I think that's the moment that sticks in my mind the most, it, um, seeing him on the big screen with yeah, the thumbs up. It's the one thing that really, just straight in my head when I think of Sir Jack, is that moment. <laughs> and it was that moment as well, when the thumbs up thing, he thought, yeah, we've won this, yeah. we're going up now, <laughs> nothing can go wrong now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, when he was saying then, always five years later, like four, five years later, 94, 95, when I thought it was first there, so it was all... Brand new mom and you. That's all I ever knew. I knew knew the mm. probably shambles that it was before. So, but yeah, the uh, 
he was the f- the main owner that we've had in the same situation as you. That you, you can you look at other other clubs where we were spending the money all over the place, and then yeah, yeah. they selling players <laughs> on what we now know was stupid contracts, mm. and they've probably gone a bit too far in their careers. But he put his money where his mouth is, yeah. and he never had it back. That stadium was, if you think about it now, when it was built, it was so advanced for its time with all the layout and the big screens and stuff like that and we were so lucky to have something as grand as that really at that time. And it's still now, well, some of it is still state of the art now even if it's a bit small. But it's, mm. yeah, and you're saying at the time, you know, I was, I was only 11, 12, I mean, I'm going to places like Crew. No, this is better Crew, but you look at that, down, down the road, Stoke, the Britannia that was newer than Molyneux was, and that was it's still much worse. Yeah, I think. I mean, in my line of work, I write a lot about organising events, sports events, and uh, major Olympic games, things like that. And they talk a lot about legacy. And I don't think you've got to look much further than Sir Jack Hayward for the legacy that he left at Wolves. The, the the ground in itself, obviously, but he built the team up from a bad place where we were at the time. Mm. He took us over, got us out of financial ruin, got us a nice new stadium put the the, uh, the groundwork down for the training ground and without Sir Jack we wouldn't be anywhere near the level we're at today mm. it's as simple as that it's it it does not it's really hard to kind of summarize isn't it the importance that he brought to this club and what he's done over the years and I'm sure Wolves are going to give a, a great send off to him on Saturday against Blackpool I think with someone, especially with our lifetimes, he's basically like Graham's. He's been there since we were kids as a and such a prominent figure. It's going to take a few days, really, for a lot for it to sink in. Although he's obviously not been on the scene, as it were, for ages, it's going to take a few days, really, sinking at this kind of figurehead and this um, such recognised character through a lot of generations of fans has has gone forever. Really, I think we could dedicate a whole show to the impact that he yeah. had at Molyneux mm-hmm. and everything that he's done in. Like Robertson laying the foundations for teams to to come after, and yeah, he made a lot of mistakes as well at the same time. But the positives always outweigh the negatives, mm. and I think what what he actually put in and quite selflessly the fact that he took next to nothing out of it. <laughs> um, it's well documented that he sold the uh, sold the club for ten pound, mm. um, which maybe his family members didn't agree with. But what a superb gesture! Yeah, for for the for the fans for the team. For the name Wolverhampton Wanderers, it's like I say. We, I, I, I could sit here and talk all yeah. night, and I could quite happily do it. Yeah, I think yeah. we all could. Yeah. Yeah. I think even for me, that it might be a bit trivial. But when I was, we, I was in sec- I just started secondary school. And I think it was year eight or nine, and we was in metalwork, and we had, we had you just make something. It's all rubbish, it's, and it was a little metal photo frame, and was just passport sized. And the only person I put in there is a picture of Sir Jack, <laughs> and I, I've still got that frame, and I've still got that picture, and it's the one in in the in the puma, the big puma puffer coat, and I've still got that picture. I didn't put any of my family in there. I put Sir Jack in there. I've never heard it, but I saw a few tweets from people saying that he famously called WM once to have a go at Franksy when Franksy was criticising the club, and I've noticed that on other stations where, especially when um, football was more prominent on Beacon Radio. When well, there was a significant game, he used to call up all the way from the Bahamas to talk about it. 
was never he was never yeah. one to shy away from controversy. No. Either, <laughs> you know, his, but, I, I think that was what made him so likable as yeah. well. The fact was he he, he was a fan. Mm. He grew up and he's famously talked about how he used to crawl under the how he used to crawl under the turnstiles mm. at Molyneux used to get in when he was a kid and that and. Um, I remember when when we got promoted, and he said, you know, to to live, to grow up within the shadow of Molyneux, mm. and to see this happen, it's like a dream come true. But um, the the quote that I'll always remember is what what he said when um, someone asked him about Graham Taylor potentially signing Jurgen Klinsmann for Wolves, and he, he turned around and he said, well. I would have told Graham, I'm sure you can find 11 lads from the Midlands to play instead of Jürgen. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he, didn't he go to Swindon away last season? I've got that vague memory of he was actually in the crowd. I could be making that up. No, no, <laughs> I'm, away away Roger, I'm sure he was away, yeah. he did yeah. go to the away game yeah. last season. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some a lot of things over the next few days about uh, Jacko. There's been already some great tributes in a lot of the national newspapers and TV stations as well. Um, and you can check out our tribute to him on wolvesfancast.com from Charlie Mailer. Uh, but we'll just end on uh, Sir Jack Haywood, 91 years old, gone but will never be forgotten. Wolves made their first signing of the January transfer window. Benny Afobe from Arsenal for an undisclosed fee. Rumoured to be about £2 million. Obviously a lot of MK Dons fans were in meltdown on Twitter because of it. Uh, he's been striking the goals from MK Dons. Obviously he scored a couple against Man United in the... League Cup early rounds. Um, what do we know of Benic Afobe? Well, he scored twice against the Capital One Cup. Uh, 19 goals this season so far yeah. in all competitions. So he's got quite a good record so far. I did, I did watch the uh, two goals he scored against United before I came out. And they are well taken. Super. Mm. I, I, know, I know it was a, <clears throat> it wasn't the strongest United side that night, but that still a very good. Couple of goals, mm. how, he, how he took them, really. Yeah, the strength as well. Yeah, the second one. Oh, the second one. Yeah, mm. it's the strength of the, the, for someone who looks quite svelte and yeah. not really all acting boy like. <laughs> he's got he's got that <laughs> he's got that kind of strength to him. But yeah. if he's got the pace as well, like he looks like he's, it could be a complete. It yeah. could be a bargain. He's almost like Dickos need that competition, like a like for like competition, mm. and hopefully we've got that now in a phobie. I think you've got to. There's a, been a few comments about his record in the championship because obviously he's had a couple of lane spells, one under Kenny at Millwall, and one at Bolton where he didn't really set the world alight yeah. in terms of in terms of scoring goals. But I'm of the belief that you can take a striker that's banging the goals in in League One like he has been, slot him into a championship team, and they should be able mm. to realistically carry on that form. And I think he's of the right age. He's going to be able to make the step up quite comfortably and continue that. Um, for me, it's a good signing. Mm. He did score against us with Bolton. Yeah. Who hasn't scored against us? Yeah. <laughs> I saw that video. And yeah. he, did the, he did the shush to the uh, Molyneux crowd as well, which he says he's already regretted. Um, three and a half year deal. It's not bad, is it? I know. I thought we were shying away from these long-term deals. He won't be on a massive contract, though, will he? Yeah. Money-wise, compared to giving a certain someone who might be back on Saturday or not. Oh yeah, silly money. Indeed. Um, so I mean, he's he's young. You ain't got much to lose. Have you given him three and a half years? No, definitely not. Uh, go on, Rob, I think uh, Jack. It's been very clever in signing him because he's. Uh, we've seen how much of an impact Dicko has had this season. How important Dicko is to the team. And from what I've seen of a phobie, he's quite a similar player. Mm. And we all know that without Dicko. We ain't going to score many goals. <laughs> so what he's probably thought is, well, let's get a similar type of player. And he might not be as good a dicko at the moment, but as we were just saying, 
he's not proven in the championship, but neither was Dicko, no, no, really. No, exactly. And he had a, a year with, well, half a year with us in a League One, half a year with Rotherham, and he's made the step up quite comfortably. Mm. I don't see any reason why a phobie can't do exactly the same thing. I think the other thing is as well, was like I said before, with Kenny having him on loan at Millwall, he's already had one look at him. Mm. I think he knows what he's what he's signing up for. And he, he's obviously of the same sort of mind in bringing him into the fold at Wolves as he was when he bought the likes of Scott Goldborn and Kevin McDonald, who is well documented he had on his radar at Millwall. Mm. In. So he's obviously looking at players that can give maybe three, four, five years worth of service yeah. to a team. Mm. And I'm, I'm I'm impressed with the foresight here and I'm, I'm hoping it pays off. Mm. As you know here on Wolves Fantasy, the only way we can rate a brand new signing <laughs> is through the power of Football Manager Stats. And we've heard that those stats brought in. Rob, I'm going to give you the honour this week. Oh, of, uh, really, can, you just, can you give us the uh, top three um, highest and lowest stats? So what is he good at and what does he need to improve on coming to a uh, Football Manager? Well, according to the official football manager stats, Benekophobi has a pace of 15 out of 20. That's not bad, not bad. He has a strength of 15 out of 20 and a movement of 15 out of 20. Okay. So we've got a fast guy who's strong and can dance. <laughs> <laughs> However, his leadership skills are only four. Need some team building on that. His tackling is only six and his crossing and positioning are both seven. So, as a striker, he needs to be good at being in the right position. But when have our strikers ever played in the right position? <laughs> yeah. They always end up on the wing. Yeah. So that's Where the... we can't cross. Exactly. <laughs> so, it's going to work out very well. As long as he's not playing left-back, because he can't tackle very well. Yeah. What's his goalkeeper rating? Or is that on, not on here this year? It doesn't say. No, it doesn't say. But his morale is he's, very he's good. Very good. Yeah. Which I would have, I'd expected that. If he, uh, Confidence. That's when, he's picking up, that's when he's picking up five grand a week at Arsenal, though. So yeah. <laughs> who wouldn't be? Yeah. Who wouldn't be happy with that? Let's look at some other um, outs and ins. Um, there was a room today of, of Scott Goldborn to Rotherham, but it looks like it's been rubbished. Thankfully, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Peter Rourke on Twitter, who's quite a sound um, source for transfers saying that George Savile is joining Bristol City on loan he's gone a bit quiet isn't he old George Savile since he's joined for a million pounds I think he needs some game time really I don't think it helps with the fact um, some of his performances this season have been awful I've got to be honest but I don't think it helps with the fact that he's sat on the bench for four or five Mm. games and then he's bought in for the odd game and he's expected to step up to the mark without regular match fitness particularly at his his age it's not going to happen for him Mm. And I think sending him out on loan, I'm not not sure about the length. I'm I'm hoping it might be a month or six weeks or something like that. He can come back in ready for a potential playoff push at the end of the season. And I think it's I think he just needs to get sharp. Mm. I mean, I've I've been massively critical of him in my uh, away reports anyway because he's just not. I mean, it's probably is what you said. He's, he, he ain't really had a run like Rowe. But mm. the two of them just ain't done it at all, and they, they there's been no slip, snippets of it either. So there's been mm. no like last season, you saw him at least having a go. Massively disappointed for me. So if he if he goes on, it's on loan. If not where it apparently he is going, then good on him. Mm. He needs something because he can't stay because he's just not going to play. Uh, someone else who has left Wolves is uh, Kevin Foley, who's had his contract terminated by mutual consent, and he's now joined up with Solbakken. 
uh, uh, Copenhagen. There was nothing really against Foley, was there? He was one of the group play, three players who you kind of half felt he shouldn't have really been there because he's been such a good servant over the years. Seven and a half years. Hmm. I, don't think he, I don't think he was ever going to get back into the side, though. I, no. think he, I think he knew that himself. and I think it's a sensible move for him. I think it gets him, gets him out of... Uh, I mean, he's had two pretty poor spells in the two clubs he's paid for most recently mm. he's been at Blackpool where who wants to be at Blackpool at the moment <laughs> <laughs> and he was, suffered two successive relegations at Wolves Just I, I, and I've said it all along I remember when Foley was first signed in the 2007-2008 season and he got dropped for a period during that season when his confidence was shot and it coincided with a bad run of form and I, I think Foley's a confidence player I think mm. when, when the team's playing well he plays well and unfortunately for him, it just doesn't seem to happen mm. when the team's in a bad run of form. And I think he's going, he, he's, he's going into a team that, where there's a lot of expectation on Copenhagen, I think he's making a good decision because they're going to be a team that are always going to be in with a chance of winning stuff. And he may even get Champions League football out of it. Foley in the Champions League. <laughs> Come on, dream maker. He just needed a change. Yeah. He'd just gone stale like a lot of them had. But yeah, like you said, he didn't deserve to be in Group Three at all. Yeah. What's Roger Johnson going to do now in Group Three on his own? On soccer game every week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally just swing ball. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was. A, I still think it was a bit of an odd move from going to Copenhagen. Don't get me wrong. It's he probably thought it's a completely different. Why not? But Copenhagen. I guess it's a fre- it's a fresh start. Yeah. Isn't yeah. it? And he's, he's linking up with someone he's worked with before. Yeah. So I mean, he has got. Uh, be it a very short period of time but I mean he tried he was Blackpool he went to on loan yeah. wasn't it yeah. and it's obviously not worked out there maybe he's realised he's not cut out for championship level anymore he's not willing to drop down to league one mm-hmm. and he can probably cut it in the my geography is terrible <laughs> Copenhagen <laughs> Danish right yes. Danish yeah yeah yeah, he probably cut it in the Danish leagues better than he probably can do. All not yeah. Danish listeners now. Work. <laughs> uh, someone else who's left uh, on loan with a, an option to buy is the Sweet Prince, Bjorn Sigurdarsson, has also joined with Sol back in for the rest of the season. Um, I think the situation with, with Siggy is a bit odd because he came back, there was a whole story about how he wanted to fight for a place in English football, but the sense and the tone I keep seem to keep getting from Jacket's interviews was very much like, yeah, we'll see about that. And he's already gone out already. I, to me, it, it, I kind of got a feeling that Siggy's really miffed Jacket off somewhere down the line. Maybe. Yeah. Or he just doesn't want to be here. Or that, yeah. I think, I think with Siggy, he never really quite got over getting dropped last season. Mm. Um, I think he thought that he was going to play week in week out in League One and it got to the point where Jacket preferred Dawn and Griffiths mm. and I think after I think after that there was no way back for him really mm. and I, I get the impression he doesn't want to be here but I am glad for one thing at least it stops your love affair with him on oh <laughs> no <laughs> nothing's going to stop that no, no. <laughs> we were doing um Sainsbury's Siggy Watch weren't we we were because uh, mm. Richard had seen him in uh, Sainsbury's in the new one in town um yeah, he's introducing him twice, I think, in there. I don't know. I, can't I, remember. I said to Rob last night, I've got a suitable replacement anyway because I passed Razak Bakari on the uh, travel later last night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw Doherty in there a few weeks ago as well. Was uh, Bakari's leg all right? He seemed all right. Good, good, good. I can't believe he's nearly back. Forgot him, <laughs> I don't think he can. 
<laughs> I can't believe the new Saints. Is he some sort of Wolves player's horn? <laughs> <laughs> when is the new Saints? Um, Have you not seen it? No. Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Big shining <laughs> beacon in the middle of the city. <laughs> 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 All that travel aid. Yeah, we're just going on to a, a podcast about Saints. <laughs> <laughs> but that travel aid just take forever. It does. To go up there. If you're just standing on it, you're just like, come on. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Visit Wolverhampton podcast. Seriously, when you get on it with a trolley and then it like docks into the travel air as you go in. <laughs> docks in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care if it's off topic, it's brilliant. You, I'm easily pleased. Say, right, next week, fancast live from, that <laughs> from the travel air. I love the fact how when you, oh, we're going to keep going about these sandwiches. We're really promoting these new sandwiches. When you drive into the car park, it flashes up your registration plate. Oh, future. I love living in the future, I tell you. Yeah, the Fantastic. future where we're all being spied on. <laughs> yeah. That's why I go to Bentley Bridge, you don't get spied on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, back on Siggy, um, apart from the whole love affair with him, and obviously he did have the best hair at Wolves, uh, which is that mantle's now fallen onto James Henry once again. Um, I expected a laugh, no? Okay. Singing the Evans? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It's very one direction, isn't it? He's a uh, slick back. <laughs> Look, but anyway, it's not for anyone. <laughs> but seriously, I think that he did have. There were things about him on the football pitch which I thought he had. He had that kind of nose about him, and I'm just disappointed that he. I didn't get. To, we didn't get to see him again in a shirt to see whether he can cut it again at Championship level. I'm playing a number ten. Like I said to yeah. you on Twitter that last season when when Doyle played that role at Oldham, especially, he was superb, and then he yeah. went. He went on land. The, I think it was a day after or a few days later. I thought, well, that's the exact role for Siggy. Mm. Just give him a chance. Edwards can't do it on his own all the time. Mm. And Evans doesn't seem to be able to play there properly. So I thought, well, Siggy there, he, technically, he's got it. Mm. But if his mind's not there, then it's pointless. But he's gone now, isn't he? He is basically all but gone. I would think Perk Homenhagen may take him on. And if not, someone else will. Because I think mean, Rowick said he was interested with him, in him mm. uh, a couple of, uh, last week. So, I was about to say, I would like to have seen him gone alone to an English club. Yeah. And so just to see, even if it was a League One club, whether he was willing to drop down again to mm. League One, just to see how he got on with a good spell in the team. Preferably not Birmingham. But uh, <laughs> another team would have been nice in England. Yeah. It'd just be interesting to see um, what happens with his career now, really. The man who kind of played, he hasn't actually played that many games for us, has he really? Oh, oh well. Mm. So then, then to echo what's already been said, really. In respect to Kevin Fowley, I suppose if he was, you know, to go to Copenhagen, really, there is a decent chance there of being yeah. quite successful, even in the scheme of things, in quite a weak league. But still, mm. you know, I can't blame him for that in a way. It would just be interesting to see if Wolves don't bring any other strikers in, and if obviously maybe like Liam Clark doesn't leave, will they? <laughs> Not trying to stress anything <laughs> there. Um, whether there will be a call for him to come back if he does quite well. But you never know. But I think that that's it now, really, isn't it? The door's closing him. He's off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> when is he contracted here till? Another season. Another season, yeah, yeah. It's when Sol back and came. We gave players, we did give players like four or five year deals. We still actually haven't learned from this season beforehand that it's not really a good idea because uh, Johnson's contract runs out this summer. I think it? and hope so. Yes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it does actually. Yeah. And there's another link with him in Sheffield Wednesday, which isn't surprising. <laughs> I can't believe it was this time last year that Roger Johnson actually went to West Ham. Mm. Oh, oh, that yeah. League Cup game. Yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> <league>. <laughs> 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 I 
The most surprising January transfer of all time. West Ham, we need to survive. How? Let's bring in Roger Johnson. The renegade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although I did like that thing on Soccer AM when one of them Mark Lowe called him the relegator <laughs> that was really good uh, Wolves made it three league wins in a row on Sunday with a 1-0 away win against Blackburn dangerous Dave Edwards with the goal um, which saw really more of a, a solid performance from Wolves uh, Stu you were our representative there on the day um, what was it like from the away end? cold again. Yeah. Um, now, it was very much like the Watford game Everyone, I presume everyone saw that one on telly anyway. Um, it was just solid. Even Stevens' attempt to score for them, um, when it, that one against the post, they didn't really look dangerous at all. Mm. They had the, the odd thing where, I know what Regan was saying about Hayes, they've been a left back. Um, when he got muscled out and the guy cut inside, he, went, he nearly went between and became his legs. But apart from that, Gested and Rhodes were just quiet. Mm. They, kept, they, kept them, they kept the shape, they held it well. And first half was a bit dire. Nothing, there wasn't much going on. The second half, once we scored, and then they were coming at us, the space was there for us to just, and we hit them on the counter time and time again. Yeah. We well, didn't show on them highlights as well. The the two that Edwards missed, yeah, with his his goal which he took well. There was two. I mean, one might have bobbled and he hit it wide, but you had them two from Edwards. You had the one from Van der Parra after Dico at the bar. <sighs> the Van der Parra miss. We've gone down the set. Yeah, it was really impressive. Yeah, um, and that the feather they were booing on sixty minutes, they were booing their own team when we had a chance yeah. every single time. I've never heard that before. It was fifteen k, wasn't it, at um, Ewood Park, I believe. I, I know it, no? it was very empty. Yeah, it, but it always is up there. Mm. You, they don't get many. Um, David was his goal. Seemed to take it very well out of the box. It's a good finish. Yeah, mm. really good well, finish. I think Rob, you said on last podcast that Leon Clark scored more recently. David Woods, and they've scored three and two. <laughs> See, yeah, <laughs> constructive criticism <laughs> works. <laughs> uh, but Dico seemed to be quite a live wire again. Yeah, second half he was again. It's all about the second half. He was just let off the leash, and he just he just ripped them apart. Mm. They couldn't deal with him. He was his movement. Like, We're going to get with the Felby hopefully as well. Just his movement, and he, they, they couldn't. And you know, Grant Hanley, who's got the turning circle of his table, <laughs> and he's, he's not the most mobile of guys, is he? So he didn't really have a chance. Mm. And when he was, he was just running at him, and that's what that's what we've missed. Do all, he, do all seem to be more comfortable away from home recently? Seem to play better. Um, we just play better when Dick that. Yeah, I think that's. And when we attack and don't try and defend, and defend for our lives. Even though it seems to be working yeah. the last three or four weeks, it's it seems to be a mindset that, that it's getting a bit predictable now. Yeah. As soon as we get one goal ahead, let's defend and defend and throw ourselves at the ball for ten minutes mm. rather than just carrying on and doing more damage. Have we not lost away since Brentford? No, just looking back in my fixture list in my mind. There we go, everyone's thinking. <laughs> everyone's thinking. Yeah, it's Brentford before Bournemouth, wasn't it? We've yeah. definitely not lost since the Bournemouth game. No, that's true. There we go. Really? So maybe that was, you know, we talked about at the end of the season that the Gillingham defeat last season away yeah. was such a significant game for that season because it seemed to turn everything around. But, and I think we talked about for how Jacket seemed notably annoyed hmm. in his post-match interview. Yes. Yeah. Perhaps that game, in a sense, has been a very good wake-up call for the players. Yeah. Well, we spoke about this. Uh, I remember in the end of season show uh, yeah. last year, we were talking about key games, and 
Gillingham was the one mention. Yeah. The other one was Warsaw at home. Yeah. When uh, that Tuesday night game, we lost one nil, and after that, I think we went on a, a really good run and didn't lose for quite a while or something. But it was like a, it, it, it's a big turning point. I think it will be a big turn. Will prove to be a big turning point. And as long as we can carry on and learn from the mistakes we made beforehand, we're just shipping in goals left, right, and centre. We, mm. it's completely turned around again mm. with the new players coming in and playing as well as they have done. It's it's almost given. Jack had a, a good excuse almost to bring in these players and try mm. them out, whereas if maybe a little bit afraid to drop certain players before mm. and bring certain players in. Now he's giving them a go. I offer especially. Yeah. yeah. Been absolutely fantastic in coming into the team. I heard he played well against Blackburn. He was excellent. Yeah. yeah. He was absolutely superb. Uh, I said this to my mum yesterday. I can't think of a time when anyone's got round him. Or if they have got round mm. him, he's just run back and got the ball back again. He's just solid. <laughs> Good footballer, very comfortable with the ball at his feet as well. Yeah. I, I remember when he went out on loan to Shrewsbury last year, and a friend of mine's a season ticket holder there. And after his first game at the new Meadow, he, he sent me a message on the night saying, "You've got a player on your hands there." Mm. And I said that for his age and his height, which people don't, a lot of people don't realise he's actually six foot five. To be that comfortable with the ball at your feet is no mean feat. I mean, Peter Crouch has been trying to do it for years, have <laughs> 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 faded miserably, but. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, th- I think we've got a real player mm. on our hands there. Um, up to eighth in the championship now, and your points off playoffs. Are we finally getting back up the table? Well, last time I was here, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I said to John that if we if we win at Ipswich and we beat Derby, we'll be top of the league. And I'll be thinking, oh, we're going to win this. <laughs> so I'm not going to say anything this no. time. <laughs> no, it, it's better. Yeah. Um, we've got as much chance as anyone else has been in the mix. The way we're playing at the minute. Mm. Um, but what you were saying about that, that Brentford game was an abomination. Mm. He was only, the, I think, the fifth or sixth game in 19 years that I've walked out of when the third went in. So it was just embarrassing. Mm. Um, and what I was saying, since that day, everything has kind of clicked. So we've got every chance of being in the playoffs. We've got a couple of winnable games coming up as well, which could make a big difference. It's, uh... Oh, it's banana skin all over. <laughs> these next... the, the only problem is it's like we're, we're facing Blackpool on Saturday, and every time we've played, face a team in that position this year, Rotherham away, Birmingham at home, Blackpool away, mm. and recently Brighton at, at home. It hasn't really happened for yeah. us, <laughs> so I've probably shot myself in the foot with that comment. But I always find that with I think I've made this analogy before. Wolves are like England yeah. in matches. <laughs> Hear me out on this one. When England play a top team, they always seem to do very well. England play a minnow team, they usually really struggle. And I always find it's the same with Wolves. But against a big team, Poff and Derby, they seem to really up their game. You put them against a weaker team that they should beat, they really struggle. I think somebody told me the other day, we've got our next five matches are with teams in the bottom half yeah, of the table. There are. So it's banana skin all over, isn't it, really? But it's feel curse as well. That yeah. We don't do anything against Huddersfield no. tradition, do we? <laughs> uh, with Blackburn then to go still they're, they're trying to fight for playoffs it's a good win away isn't it really at Ewood Park I don't think we've lost there for quite a while no we've got a very good record there yeah. but the last time we, we lost was when my offer got sent off good old my offer uh, is he, he still at Millwall he's gone back to Millwall he's gone back to Millwall yeah. yeah. this yeah. week <laughs> yeah yeah and he was he was over six foot and he couldn't pass the ball <laughs> <laughs> I remember when he scored in that game I was like right here we go here we go, we've got someone on our hands here. And we're still waiting. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, Wolves had their annual tradition of being knocked out of the early rounds of the FA Cup with a defeat to Fulham on Tuesday night on penalties after a three-all draw. Um, and to be honest, if you were a neutral fan, it was probably everything you wanted. Goals, snow, even Van La Parra actually scored a goal. Um, Jay, first half, I thought was quite um, nothing to it, really. Before we talk yeah. about that, I think we need to talk about how cold it was. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I've been to a fair few matches. I've never been as cold as I was yeah. against Fulham. That was it was an intense cold right down to the bones. What was the layer <coughs> layerage that you were? Wearing? I had six layers on. <laughs> six layers. Yeah, I had six layers on, and I was still too cold. But obviously, I was typing, so I couldn't have gloves on. So I think yeah. that really compounded it quite a bit. I, I still had gloves on, and it was it, it got through the gloves. Yeah. And I, I had my top and my lycra base layer. And, my, my uncle's 1991 Bukta bench coat. <laughs> <laughs> Bring you back. But no, it was ridiculous. Fing- it was one of the fingerless gloves. Honestly. You're, you're like the third Works person to tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm new to the press game, what can I say? I wouldn't <laughs> I sat there last night. And then I saw everyone with the fingerless gloves on. And I was like, oh, what? Well, you were missing like, out on a trick here, aren't you, I? You sat there, you're like, crap. Yeah. Yeah. So what yeah. was the language then? Shirt, another shirt, jumper. I had two. Well, this sounds good, doesn't it? Two T-shirts, had a shirt on, a jumper, a hoodie, and a coat. Right, six. Yeah. No thermal socks. No, no, no. <laughs> um, okay, back to the game then. First half, yeah, yeah. I thought I said nothing really in it. Fulham looked more composed. Oh yeah, they, they were more comfortable. And what? And it was the usual case of once Dico came on, everything clicked into place. Yeah, but I thought we had a good second half. Yeah. I think towards the second end of the second half, I thought we looked a bit brighter, like. Mm. Extra time as well. I was quite <laughs> well. Wolves can play in the snow. That's well, yeah. Well, obviously, as we all know, you know, it's not like Wolves fans to be pessimistic. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the first half they did not play like that no. at Craven Cottage at all. I ain't seen them play that well all season. I mean, I ain't seen them that often, but they at their place they were awful. They didn't do anything. On the last week, we talked about how we found it really strange that McCormack is playing the centre role, but I thought he was quite instrumental in that. Yeah, he's in the first half. Almost quarterback like. Yeah. Um, yeah, they played really well first half for them. Fair play to them, but yeah. Um, second half and extra time, we were excellent. Mm. And we should have won. We cheated again. Exactly. I think what makes it more disappointing for me is the fact that Fulham's recent form has been quite bad. Mm. I don't think I, I think I checked. It. I don't think they scored until last night, since the twentieth of December. Oh, of yeah, course, I haven't. Of course, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always the case. I bet you yeah. that was Woodrow's first ever goal for Fulham or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but he did play very well there. Yeah, yeah. And the ball um, from is it Con- Constantinos Stafilidis? Sta- 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 is he? Yeah. Well, he delivered the ball Stafilidis. Stafilidis. for the, yeah, so the first goal. Um, that was that, a cracking cross. That was a superb yeah, cross. Yeah, Ikimi had no chance. Yeah. Absolutely no chance. It was a great goal. Mm, I agree. Uh, let's talk about the Wolves' goals uh, because I thought uh, Edwards, both fantastic. Two more in the bank. It's very good. He takes his criticism well. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> After that, I was worried that he was scoring less goals than Leon Clark. I thought, hang on a minute, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with yourself? <laughs> No, um, it, it's good to see him back on the score yeah. sheet. It really is. Um, he did go off the ball a bit earlier in the season, but he's proven, like we said last season, to be quite a key player mm. again. Um, plenty of goals, a lot of movement. We know he can run all day long and rest of the night as well. Mm. It's good to see him back at, at his best, it really is. But that third goal was fantastic from him. 
kind of cutting to the, the near post to slotting Danny Bart's cross after, <laughs> after reminding everyone Danny Bart's cross in the snow. No, it was a very well-worked goal. Yeah. And his, um, his, uh, his celebration was very Tonka-esque from Mike Bassett. <laughs> <laughs> um, someone else we have got to talk about, Van La Para has finally done what scientists have been working on for ages. <laughs> He's placed the ball behind the white line into the net, just about, because it could have easily been clear ground from that highlight. Um, but, yeah, Wolves... Well, I like it, yeah, I likened it to Sacco's penalty against Middlesbrough, where yeah, it yeah. could have gone all sorts of wrong. But, um, yeah, um, he's managed to get the ball across the right line. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad he scored. Yeah. I'm glad he scored. I mean, he, he's deserved it, hasn't he? He, really? he, he, needs, he, he just needs desperately needs to find some consistency mm. because he can he can either be the man of the moment or yeah. one of the most frustrating players I've seen. He, he reminds me, dare I say, he reminds me a bit of Sacco when he first came yeah, along. I was about to say that, yeah. He's, yeah. In, terms, in terms of the fact that he's, he's just struggling to find a, a consistent run of form. And I'm hoping with Sacco out the side now and he'll probably have a more prominent role to play. Maybe, maybe this can be his moment. Yeah. I think it's the adapting to English football situation again. That he said he, his first game he was a world beater and then he's back down to earth and he's just got to settle down. But mm. Blackburn, he was like that. Blackburn, he was inconsistent again. Mm. And there was at times that I think I, I don't know if I put it in the blog or not that he was sometimes he'd beat three people and the next time he'd try and trap the ball and he'd go for a throw in. You did put that in your match. Oh, there you go. There go. <laughs> non drunken memory for a change. Yeah. yeah, he was. Exactly like Saka mm. last season and the season before, and now he's found his feet and yeah. Yeah, hopefully he can kick on. It could, like you say, it could be fun, work wonders for him for Saka being out of the team for the next month. He can be the main man and he can really develop his own game and not be in that upfront striker role, which has proven that he can't actually. Although again, I know that I wrote that because <laughs> of Blackburn that when he did that in the last the last five minutes, he was essential in that the last mm. five minutes because when Dico went off against Blackburn, I know we're supposed to be talking about the Fulham game, but. When he went off against Blackburn, they were just hoofing the ball up and he was causing a nuisance everywhere. They he was using his pace and he he, he drew three three fills mm. and four because he got two in the corner. And so he actually did have a bit of discipline for the mm. change. So he's learning. He's getting there. <laughs> Obviously, we got to extra time, which I'm sure everyone in the crowd was enthused about. Um, and then the snow came. I don't remember... I don't think I've seen... That at Molyneux in my lifetime, it's so quickly and so thick and fast. So much to the point where I was literally like, is this actually going to get called off in extra time? And we're going to have to actually have a third game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did wonder, because it was coming down so, yeah. so heavy. I did say earlier, but look, it did come down so heavy at one point that you couldn't see the bright. Is it mango pink? Mango pink. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't see the mango no, pink no, ball. No, Tiempo mango the, pink the, ball. Yeah. I thought mangoes were green. That's what I can't understand. No, they're different colours. Really? Are yeah. they? They're like melons, are they? You can get different colours. I'm sure you can. You must be able to. Because that's that same prison <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't say you don't know the worst fan cast. <laughs> but it, it was ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous, that snow. Yeah, it was. That was the level of snowage if BBC had, uh, uh, you know, uh, how much snow is going to come. Ridiculous level. Every, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I believe that's, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's, that's the official term. Yeah, that's official, yeah. And yeah. then as soon as extra time finished, it all went away. So it was almost like God was like, uh, let's see how worse we can make this game for Wolves. Um, now, right at the end, uh, last minute of the game, 
Fulham have a free kick on the edge of the box, which hits the wall and the referee gives a penalty. Now, we're all cold. We all want to go home. So why do you have a handball for that second? Although it probably was a handball. No, it wasn't. I don't even think it was a handball at the time. I thought we yeah. were. You, you've seen them not given for the last three weeks yeah. in a match of the day. And they've, said it, they've highlighted it saying you can't give free kicks for penalties for things when the ball's so close to you and just being mm. blasted at you. But if you're moving your arms, I don't know why you just think that everyone go home. Because the, before penalty started, the Wolves players went up to him to say why was it, and I could see the referee kept putting his arm over his face to suggest it hit your arm. But protecting your face, is that, isn't that not a rule? Is that a, I don't know what the rules are, handball. No, they're just too confusing for me. I think if you, if you change the direction of the ball with your hand, in the penalty area, you can't. You're going to get a penalty given against mm. you. If your hands by your body and the ball's going to hit that part of your body, you're protecting. Then should that be a penalty? I don't yeah. know. Don't think so. But just with like a literally ten seconds to go before the end of the match, it's just annoying. I think the bigger thing that was giving the way, giving the free kick away in the first place. It was just there was no yeah. need to do that. Yeah. Did you think it was just unnecessary with him jumping all over mm. the place? And there was, I just think, with seven, ten seconds to go, whatever it was, there was no need. Yeah. He would have just got stuck in the snow and been clean into, into touch, and that would have been it. You could tell in the past match interview that Jackie was livid. Yeah. You could. He was non committal when he was asked mm. about it. He, he didn't say an awful lot, but you, you could just tell there was an air about him where he didn't want to lose that match, mm. especially in the way that we did. It was the most cruel way to lose. That yeah. time match, especially with how well we played, I don't think it should really knock anyone's confidence, especially the players. No. Generally, the no. performance was very good, especially second half. My only concern, once again, is would you bring Dicko on? Everything clicks into place. And if, okay, we've got a phobia now, which we've got to see how that works out, but Wolves have got to think of a plan B again. Plan Benick. Oh, there we go. There we go. Um, okay, that'll be the title of the, the, the podcast this week. Plan B, Plan B. <laughs> can I just get the obvious predictable cliche in now? Right. At least now we can concentrate on the league. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, all in all, though, um, okay, we're at the cup, but it was a good performance. It continued the performances we've seen in the last few weeks in the second half. Really. What's the furthest we've got in the cup? In any cup, league? In or, recent times? Yeah, in, in like the last 10 years. Um, quarters in the last 10 years because when was Arsenal was that 98 that was the semi yeah, yeah. it's the last 10 years yeah. yeah and then we got to the quarterfinals 2003 wasn't it against yeah, we Southampton yeah. yeah so technically in the last 10 years what maybe fourth round we at least got, should have got to the fourth round last I, I, remember that, I remember looking it up a few weeks ago because me and John were having this conversation the last time we made it past the third round of the FA Cup was when we beat Doncaster 5-0 at home at Molyneux. In the I replay. That was the second season we were in the Premier yeah. League, so that would have been 2011. Yeah, and then we lost to Stoke, was it, in the fourth round? Yeah, that was, yeah. Right. was that the year they got to the final with City? Yeah, because yeah. that was Robert Hoof, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, my old favourite player, Majanji Boyer, scored in that replay. <laughs> oh, my, my sweet Majanji, where are you now? Where is he now, actually? I seem to, I was looking at my live score app the other day and I saw him score. I can't for the life of me think who it was. I was like, that's my Jangi. Well, yeah, Ian. That can't be the same guy. He's not scoring goals. It was, at it was briefly, wasn't it? Yeah. Points. We'll get soccer base open, come on. Now, when, we, <laughs> when we played Palace in that game, that was was it on the BBC web, website or something in the FA Cup? Yeah, they did that. They had an experiment, didn't they? Yeah. So we had Tramier away in 
Yeah, that was John. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we in that game, um, I think that was the Danny Butterfield hat trick where he hadn't scored. <laughs> <He'd never laughs> yeah. scored yeah. <laughs> and I had a, my mate Gary, who's a Coventry fan, texting me saying, "Who is this Majanji beer? Who is he? Where have you found it? He just looks like he's been put there, like a little boy lost who's never kicked a ball in his life." Uh, Jeffrey Majanji beer is at Standard Liege at the moment. Fantastic. There, you go. there we go. Setting the world alight, no doubt. <laughs> On Saturday, uh, Wolves take on bottom of the table, Blackpool. So you know it's got uh, Evan Oskin written all over it. Blackpool, eight points from safety. Uh, last five games in the league. Uh, draw, lo- loss, loss, draw and win. They beat, um, they beat Millwall at the weekend. I didn't watch you because we were on. Good standard rule there. Yeah. I didn't watch football each other now. I think it was Millwall. I think it I was because Ian Holloway going back to Blackpool. I'm yeah. pretty sure that's what it was, yeah. Uh, their joint top scorer is Delfonso and Davies with three. Obviously, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of controversy with uh, Oyston, their chairman. Mm. The minute he's got a, an FA investigation over text messages to fans, is it? What is the deal with that? I don't. Fans want him made. Yeah. Apart yeah. from that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's what it is. But, um... It was something pretty bad, Warren. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But it's all going pear shaped at Blackpool, really. It's, co- it's been going pear shaped yeah. for years. Ever since ever since they got promoted, it was probably yeah. the worst thing that could have happened to them. And uh, obviously on Saturday we will have the return of an old son in the form minutes. in the form of Jamie O'Hara, who's extended his uh, deal at Blackpool. I don't know whether he's been starting for Blackpool or not, but he has. Um, he has. So he'll be impress, starting. Impressed enough to get a contract until the end of the season. Yeah. And, uh, on a serious note, it's. I think it's a winnable game, and I think mm. it's a game that we should comfortably, comfortably yeah. win. Should be in the key word there, Greg. <laughs> you can just see 90 minutes, Jamie or a free kick. Yeah. It's got Jamie O'Hara scoring written all over it, isn't it? Yeah. Really? Saying all this about O'Hara, um, I was watching Soccer Saturday last weekend, and uh, the reporter at the Blackpool ground said that O'Hara tried a shot from the halfway line. It didn't go too far wide, so that's that's his danger area. So that's when we get the ball there, you know he's probably going to shoot. So that's you know, where you've got to get in hard. You know if he scores, he's going to do a proper adobe or run half the pitch celebration. <laughs> <laughs> the south back, giving it what for? Yeah, the only the only difference is the uh, the way, the way, well there won't be many Blackpool fans cheering him on. No. Let's put it like that. But it's uh, yeah, um, they've moved the Blackpool fans to the I think top of the, yeah, the uh, North Bank. Yeah, very no, fair, fair play to Blackpool for doing yeah. it. They don't have to. Mm. Um, you know, you just mentioned that, that Wolves asked them if we could have a steep or lower back for more fans to pay tribute to, to Jack on Saturday, mm. and so the Blackpool have said yeah. So they've given the I think they've given the top top part of the uh, corner, and it's unreserved seating. Obviously, mm. they ain't got any tickets, and the stewards are just going to put them in there. Or then, two then, couches of them. They never bring more than a couple of hundred anyway, no. so I can't say I can't see what a difference it's going to make. In all seriousness, on Jamie O'Hara, um, what reception is he going to get? <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> nothing at all. It'll yeah. be ball based on Sir Jack. That yeah. in an ideal world, yeah. that would be brilliant. I but realistically, it's going to be Danny Mills all over again. Yeah, it's going to be worse than that. Yeah, it's going to be the worst. If Sir Jack thing hadn't happened yesterday, then yeah. it would have been vile. Mm. It would have been a horrible atmosphere yeah. for him, not for us. And with reflection now, since he's gone, is there a case that it wasn't all? He wasn't as bad as at the club as people make it out to be. Because he, I think, there's been arguments that he did put himself in the window. He did play in the 21s. He did try and get himself fit. 
He paid money to do all this stuff. He was trying to leave. I think the biggest thing to say about a horror is I said, I don't know, probably about a year ago now that with O'Hara and Johnson, there's going to come a point where they've got to go knocking on the door and try and work out an agreement mm. to cancel off their contracts. O'Hara has obviously gone and had those discussions mm. and ended up leaving the club as a result and it's been quite an amicable mm. agreement by the looks of things. A real professional when he left as well. There's no real bad words he came no. up with or anything. Mm. Although that might be under the terms of the release. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas Johnson would much rather go on soccer AM. I think O'Hara dealt with the situation quite well mm. given the circumstances and I think he was brave enough to go and make mm. the move. But he's been, with the credit to O'Hara, he's been very professional about it all through. Yeah. He hasn't slagged anyone off, he hasn't moaned no. about the club, which again could be in the terms, but mm. he hasn't, and he, he's been brave enough in a sense to go back into the championship where he knows that eventually he's going to come up against his old team. The thing is, and I think my, my final memory of O'Hara in the first Team Wolf shirt was when he had a cameo appearance at home, was it against... I can't think it was, was it Swindon at home. I think it was a night game. He uh, came on for Stevenage. They play. I think they played in white. Yeah, like Swindon white playing red. So that's completely red. wrong. Yeah, um, I think it might have been. Yeah, he had like about half a half a half yeah. in that game. And just before he came on, the South Bank, as, as we tend to do, was chanting for Jamie O'Hara to come on. He did, and then that's the last we ever saw of him. So if that's the way he left, hmm. is he really going to get that bad of a reception? Well, we'll find out on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. Um, going back onto Blackpool, then who else is in the Blackpool team that Wolves could be wary of? Do we know any names? The, the two top goals. The two top goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is literally it. They've brought in a few people because obviously at the start of the season they basically had no players. Not fair play to them for that. Yeah. <laughs> they've had a few. They've had a few exits over mm. the last week or so. Though um, I noticed that they they signed. Um, Two Spanish brothers at the start of the season who've been, uh, who've gone. This really sounds like the nineties kids film Little Giants. Yeah. Anybody remember that? <laughs> yeah, they put like a ragtag team together. <laughs> like two Spanish brothers. It just sounds like twin brothers who yeah. always follow each other around. Something like that. Little Giants. Look it up. Great film. And the Hurricanes. Yes. yes. The Hurricanes. <laughs> I tell people about that and they're like, "What was that?" Yeah, I've tried to download it as well. There's nowhere you can find anything. You can't buy a DVD. You can't get any of it. You can get the theme tune on YouTube. I know. Though. Oh yeah, that is a ring down for ring. I even we even renamed my uh, Talksport Predictor League the Hurricanes last season. <laughs> no one understood. Um, yeah, sorry, Graham. I'll stop it there. But... I was just trying to think who Blackpool had uh, who'd signed over the last week or so, and I can't really remember. To say Let's see if I can bring up any names. But whilst we do, obviously, uh, a couple of, a couple uh, of youngsters from Sunderland seems to ring a bell, but I can't think of either of their names. Who is the one who put that? thing on Instagram saying we're going to lose today oh yeah oh, that's a guy on loan wasn't it yeah, yeah. And he, he got sent back it was the Norwich player I can't think of his name but he, he got sent back immediately after that <laughs> let's see if we can find out uh, whilst I look for some other players which has now shown up so I'm going to throw some names at you you tell me if you know who they are uh, Mackenzie yay or nay do we know him uh, Byron, former, is Byron former, Byron former NK Dons player I think but uh, Rentmeister no. <laughs> Red Meister. <laughs> I read it as I see it, Rob. Read it as I see it. I believe you, don't worry. Um, Nosworthy? No, no, Nosworthy. Yeah. 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 They tried to get the ball past Nyron, he said no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Orlando Bloom's uh, Blackpool brother, Orlandi? 
Oh, yeah, Dre mm. Orlando, yeah. Yes, one's in Brighton. Uh, yeah. Eagles, is that Chris Eagles? Chris Eagles, Eagles. Yeah. wow, yeah. awful grace for him. Um, obviously, O'Hara, Mendy. Bolton? Bernard Mendy? Yeah. Is he still going? He, he might be his brother, actually. You know, his brother was I was going to say, he must be about 50 now. <laughs> um, one that is very confusing because he's on Blackpool, have got a whole town playing for them. Telford? Yes, he is then. Yeah. Uh, Waddington? Another youngster. Uh, I'm, I'm going to spell this name because I, I dare try and pronounce it. C Y W K A. Sivka. Ah, he's Sivka. at Wigan, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he's a striker. And uh, Barnsley. Uh, okay. Um, and then. Um, Senny, is it? Senny? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly, there we go. I'm trying to find the name of that uh, player. Uh, Murphy. Joe Murphy. Joe Murphy. From Cardiff. Goalkeeper. So look. You see how much research we do here. Uh, Jacob Murphy. I oh, know. That, yeah, that was the one that got sent back. There we go. You're going to lose today. Yeah. yeah. Again, I'm not Joe Murphy, sorry, Joe Lewis, I'm thinking of his uh, right, yeah. yeah. right, um, a phobia obviously is signed. Um, team for Saturday, does he go straight in? No. I think you just, you bring him on a, hopefully a bit 4-0 up. Yeah. Uh, bring him on a bit half hour left, just bring him on gradually, I think, unless unless there's any fitness issues we did mm. go. There's, I don't think there's any point really in throwing him in. I did wonder what... Uh, I do wonder whether you can though, spend that amount of money on a player because if it is close to the reported two million pound, can you really not start yeah. him? Yeah, I see what you mean. Definitely. But would you drop? How do you play? Yeah, because yeah. Wolves Wolf can't without, play without changing the system. Yeah, I mean the only one you could, if you if you drop Edwards and put put him there because he said today didn't he? he said that he can play as a ten, but he sees him as a nine or something yeah. like that. So I can't see him drop, dropping Dicko for him. We had this argument, not argument, when, when we had Sagbo, when we brought Sagbo into the team, and look at that turn. Not, look, oh, that what turn number 10 he was. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did we actually have the argument about Sagbo? Sagbo, I, I think Sagbo we, the number 10. Yeah. I think we had him, so well, should we play him? I we wish we could go back in time and go, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I, I personally wouldn't start him. Um, yeah. I think he's going to be, in long term, he's going to be used more as an impact player anyway. So let's start as we mean to go on and yeah. keep to what we know best. And then if that doesn't work, plan B. Yeah, plan B. <laughs> <laughs> um, apart from that, no real difference to what we've played the last few weeks, I guess, team-wise. No, I think you, after Doherty at left-back last night just doesn't work. Mm. So it's got to be Hayes back in for, for him. Other than that, um, Edwards in the middle with McDonald and, and Price. Young price here, yeah. Why not? It's just keep it as it is. It's a relatively settled team now, yeah. So just go, just go, go again. Very good. Should we do predictions then for <laughs> Saturday? This will be interesting, Stu. What are you gonna go for? Uh, 2 0. 2 0. Okay, reserved 3 0. 3 0. More confident here, yeah. I'll go for <laughs> Why not? Four, yeah, 4 0. Why not? 4 0. Graham. Uh, don't ask me <laughs> who the goal scorer is going to be, but I'm going to go three-one. Ooh, I can we guess know. who the one is. We know, <laughs> we know. <laughs> we always come back and score, don't we? Um, I think it's going to be a, an awkward two-nil win because I just think Wolves will struggle, like they always do these matches. But as long as we win, yes, as long as anything, yeah, getting those playoffs. Yeah, the one, the, nice. the one thing in life I love and hate, the playoffs. Mm. No, if we get in the playoffs, yeah, the because um, it's back onto Bank Holiday Monday again this year. The championship one. 
it's you know, rather than yes. the sat as it has been. But I fly out to uh, Alcudia the next day. So Alcudia, where's 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 Alcudia? Oh, okay. So I fly it there. Yeah. I think it's about four, four, five o'clock on the Tuesday on the Tuesday morning. <laughs> oh, Wembley all night. You're gonna have a sore head in the morning. <laughs> uh, thanks very much for listening to this week's podcast. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a new website, check them out: operacreative.com. Follow us on Twitter at fancast Facebook Wolves Football Fancast Show and like, and check out our website for the latest blogs on wallsfancast.com. And we'll be back next week to review that game against Blackpool and talk about how Jamie O'Hara got on uh, and thank you to Jay for coming on this week have anytime you? good anytime. well you know you're welcome anytime <laughs> anytime um, so for this week it's bye from Stu thank you Shin. bye from Jay bye 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 from Rob cheers guys bye from Graham see you later and it's bye from me see you next week When I deployed, I didn't realize that even the air I was breathing was dangerous. Since coming home, I've watched friends get sick and struggle to get the support they deserve. But now, that's finally changing. We're eligible for new VA health care and benefits based on when and where we served. Even though I feel okay, I'm going to apply. For my sake and for my family. Learn more and apply today. Visit va.gov pact.